Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I'm sure this is not what you expected here on Thursday. You expected fresh off the Shibarium launch that things were going to be in the positive and in the green, looking upward, not downward, and that we were not going to be dealing with some of this chaos and then it happened we're going to talk numbers we're going to talk about what happened i'm going to sprinkle in some personal experiences it relates to what happened first coindesk.com is what i use if you're new to the channel welcome by the way my name is leister i'm your host and what i normally like to do is to start looking at numbers first before i go into any other topic if you're not new you've heard me predict some of these things You've heard me say that, in fact, in my very most recent episode here at CryptoTalkRadio.net, SHIB had a lot on its plate. And there were some bad decisions I will talk about later. The numbers, though, are actually somewhat related, but not totally related to SHIB. Let's get into it. I zoom out to the month graph because the month graph generally shows me direction. And of course, it's blood red. There's only a little sprinkling of green. Blood red. Blood red indicates we got a little bit ways to go. and We're expected to go down a little further. This was triggered by Bitcoin. I'll get to why I say that in a second. Just understand this was triggered by Bitcoin. Some of the sell was SHIB and Shibarium Bone as well. But the larger dump was overall in cryptocurrency. I mentioned on a past episode, look at the total market cap. It gives you a sense of how much money is in crypto overall. Not any one project, cumulative overall, how much money is in cryptocurrency. There was a time, not too far in the past, when the market cap was $1.21 trillion. We are down to $1.06 trillion. That's a significant loss of, of wealth, effectively, in cryptocurrency. And I would remind people that have been in for a couple of years, there was a time when cryptocurrency had $3 trillion in it. So 
it is a steep decline, the likes of which was unexpected, at least not to this degree. And I'll talk about what I saw here momentarily, but just to level set, this was largely Bitcoin. Now, if you've listened to Leicester for a while, you've heard me say that the core coins cannot steer you wrong. There's two ways to perceive what's going on. You can freak out and say this crypto S isn't for me, or you can look at it as a buying opportunity. If you look at it as a buying opportunity, normally what you're going to want to do is look for a bottom. Look for the price to stop going down so you can get the best deal. When Ethereum went as far down as 900 bucks a little bit ago, and I said that, you know, I, I don't think it's going to go past 900. I don't think it's going to go any lower. And it didn't. That was the bottom. It was obvious because it's like there's no way. There's simply no way. We got too much, too many people holding the line. The range for Ethereum right now, a low of 1547, a high of 1800. That spread is significant. Currently at 1686, but we're again trending downward. But that's a significant spread, a spread of almost $250 in Ethereum. Where Ethereum was struggling to hold 1800, you can do the math yourself. This means, again, it might be a buying opportunity if you choose to, but I would try to measure in time when it's the right time to buy in if you're going to do that. Make sure you get the best deal. I choose to just buy when it makes sense for me. I don't usually wait for the extreme bottom unless I know it's one that's like grossly overpriced, like Maker. So like I'm not going to buy Maker at $1,000. I refuse. But if it was like $200 again, you did better believe I'm getting that bad boy deep, deep, deep. Because I knew and know that something like that is grossly overpriced. And if it goes as far as 200 down to that 200 mark, that means if I got in that bad boy, it's going to 5X minimum. And I can put the right amount of money in and then wait for it to jump, jump back up again. So I'm actually waiting for a lot of these to crap out more than they have because I'm looking for those opportunities, significant levels. Ethereum, I wasn't too worried about. Sure, I can buy it now. It's whatever. Because the difference between now and, say, $1,400, eh, it's not that much. I'm not going to get that many more tokens because Ethereum was never overpriced. Ethereum is grossly underpriced. Remember, Ethereum got as high as, like, five grand. So, to me, I choose to buy when it makes sense. I'm advising you guys, if you're going to buy into any of them, learn to measure the right buy point for you, whatever makes sense for you, which usually is going to be the bottom. Now, let's get into some other facts and data points, because some people will always ask the question, well, where do we go from here? And of course, at one point, we had $3 trillion in the business, and now we're down about to go beneath the $1 trillion mark, which seems to indicate that we're done. We're toast. It's That's the end. It's the ending of our story. We're not going to get anything further. There's no point in even trying, right? Well, I like to think of it a little bit differently. I like to think that all of the plays, as quote-unquote, the plays basically got longer. What do I mean? I mean that we have basically extended how long it will take for you to get a significant return on whatever it is that you buy into. If you choose to buy in, it's going to take you longer to get a significant return. That's how I choose to perceive it. Bitcoin especially, pretty much unanimous, not always, but pretty much unanimous. People believe 
Bitcoin is going to go on a major run at some point in the future. We thought 2024 is when we're primed to go on that run. This is largely predicated off of historical data. We see these peaks and valleys. And it looks like that we're primed to go on another run early in 2024, if not late 2023. Remember, we still got some months to go. We got four months to go yet. We got some time. So it's not like we're totally doomed. And crypto seems to sway with the wind. You've seen that as well. So I believe we're in good position, but you have every right to be hesitant, nervous, cautious. I want you to feel comfortable in whatever decision you make and don't take any YouTuber or otherwise telling you to do a thing. I've always said, it depends on what you choose to do, but if you choose to do, be smart about it. That's always my advice on those. Now let's backtrack. I said Bitcoin largely was the, the trigger for this business of why it went so far down. I also said that SHIB played at least a small part in what happened. Let's talk about this in a little bit more detail. Let's start with the whole Bitcoin business. There was a significant amount of liquidations that happened recently. $1 billion of losses in liquidation traffic. The liquidation traffic, again, is you have stuff out there and you're shorting or you have longs, whatever you got, and it's and it gets liquidated because you got it, you didn't pay it back and the price shifted and you didn't catch it, you didn't do a stop loss, whatever it was that caused you to drop the ball, your tokens got sold and they get sold at market value and that goes down. So when all these happen, it triggers a little bit of a sell-off. It triggers a little bit of a red because it's only $1 billion. What then happened is people start seeing that things are going red and what tends to happen a lot is there's just a bunch of sells. Sell, sell, sell. People are worried. People are concerned. There were international concerns that played into this as well. All of this triggering around when these significant dumps happen, there's, there's just a, a sentiment shift to say, we got to get out of this. We got to get out deep, 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 deep. Remember, Bitcoin went as far down recently. I'm not talking overall. Recently, it's like 16, 17,000 bucks. And then it went back up and we got to like 30, 31, 32 or something else. And now here we are about 26, 25. So cryptocurrency has been volatile very recently, but the volatility isn't, it isn't daily volatility really. It's like monthly volatility. We're seeing every month there's like these weird shifts overall largely around liquidations that keep happening. Some people are going to keep doing this. Some people are going to keep doing the derivatives and everything else. That's what they do. That's what they enjoy doing. It's what they're comfortable doing. Have at it. Understand it affects everybody in cryptocurrency when that happens. Everybody gets hurt when that happens, especially because, as I've said, we're not getting new money into cryptocurrency. Well, there were some that were like, I don't understand this. I don't understand what this is and how this works and why this happens. So let me try to simplify it for those because some may be new and they're learning this and I want to try to help a little bit. Suffice to say this, when you have your cryptocurrency on an exchange, let's say you got $500 worth of cryptocurrency of any kind, whatever it is, you got $500 worth of cryptocurrency and you want to purchase, and I'm, this is a heavily oversimplified example, you want to purchase some cryptocurrency because you believe it's going to go up, okay? So 
but you only got $500 worth and your profit margin isn't significant. So you want to borrow some in order to purchase this. You want to borrow some leverage so that you can get more cryptocurrency. Or another way to look at it is you're wanting people to let you borrow their cryptocurrency so that you can benefit off of it while it's in the borrow state. And then eventually it gets paid back off the profits that you would theoretically make heavily oversimplified example. The leverage that we're talking about when you have a position in this, is it two X? So if it's two X and you put 500 in there, your position's what a thousand. Well, that extra 500 is coming from somewhere. You're borrowing it. You're essentially taking out a quote loan. It's not really a loan, but you're taking out a quote loan. You're borrowing. Now that assumes though, this whole thing, this whole, you wouldn't do it if you knew that crypto was going to crap. You wouldn't do it. So it wouldn't make any sense, right? So when people do this, they're doing it in this way that because they assume it's going to go up. Well, what happens if it goes down? If it goes down, at some point, stuff's got to be paid back because that's borrowed money. It still has value to someone, and that's got to be paid back to the person you borrowed it from. So there are a bunch of people on the exchanges who are making their cryptocurrency available. They're basically putting their, money, their cryptocurrency up and saying, I'll let you borrow my cryptocurrency in return. The exchange pays them. Basically, it's not quite interest, but it pays them for the leverage, for the opportunity to borrow that, that cryptocurrency and the assurance that they're going to be paid back for it. They, they have to be made whole. So that's one half of it. Well, what's happening in these liquidations in this situation is where you have this leverage, you're essentially, and let's be honest here, you're essentially gambling on the direction of where that's going. You're gambling that it's going to go not down, <laughs> Because if it, if it lowers value beneath what you borrowed, you're going in the red. And then there's a percentage, there's a buffer that they look at. And if you start going too far beyond that, that's when liquidation happens, which is a sell-off because they're going to make it all right. So that's why they won't let you take too much. And that's why they're very hesitant to do it if you're a United States citizen, because you get very close to securities trading when you do this. So what this happens to a lot of people. People do this all the time. People talk about decent right? But the truth is all the volume that you see on the charts and on coin market cap, et cetera, all of that's coming from derivatives. It's coming from, it's coming from margins, long shorts. It's coming from all this other traffic on the exchanges. That's where the volume is. And cryptocurrency knows the volume is largely what keeps the thing afloat. If you see a lot of volume going around, it means your market cap is going to benefit from this. It means people are going to look at it and they're going to try to buy in, which is why so many projects like a Volt, like a Shib, like a Floki, like a Luffy, they try and try to get on every exchange possible, safe move. They want to get on every exchange possible. The downside of being on all these exchanges is it's a multiplicative effect because you have all of this trading, margin trading, derivatives trading, et cetera, multiplied by the number of exchanges that you have, which creates what? significant price shifts in a lot of these cryptocurrencies until your market cap gets so strong that it's no that it's insulated largely from the movement you're not having you know billions and billions of dollars being shifted it might be millions and millions of dollars take shib shib has i think three billion in market cap as i last looked so if it's got three billion in market cap but it only shifts like five million 
Well, that doesn't move the needle. So it's able to insulate it. But most token projects don't benefit from that. They sell you on them abil their ability to do that. Most are never going to get to that level. Most are never going to get to a level of a Pepe, which had unreasonable level of pumps when it launched to get to $2 billion with no fundamentals. It had no project. It had nothing. And then ends up on Binance, fresh out the gate, Pepe 2.0, same thing. Some of these, they, they, the exchanges are just greedy. They know what they're doing, but there's nothing really to it. And then those get subject to the volatility, and eventually they crap back down. Look at Pepe. Pepe's down. I believe I last looked, it was $400 million from a $2 billion peak. Pepe 2.0, I think it was down to $4 million off a $10 million peak. So here's that's what it is. So when this happens now on a larger scale, so we're talking your Bitcoins of the world, we're talking Ethereum's of the world, we're talking some of the larger cap tokens and coins that are out there. Across that, it's again a multiplicative effect. You're having it across multiple exchanges, times multiple tokens, sometimes times multiple blockchains, because some of them are cross-chain in some cases. All of that plays in. Then you add all of them together, plus all the regular sell traffic that's happening. When they turn red, people dump out. This is what you see. You see a crash of this sort. I would argue, and this is my theory, and I have no definitive evidence of anything. I would argue this most recent crash is not just a symptom of those liquidations alone or FOMO's selling. I would argue that this is strategic. I would argue that there are some institutional players that simply dropped out. They took their money out for some reason. Either there's something that they know, something that they think, or something that they're planning. That's what I believe. If you have bought into any of these token projects and you're watching a red portfolio and you're freaking out, and I implore you, if this is the case, if this is you, I implore you, if you feel like it's not for you, don't stay in it. I'm not telling you to get out. I'm saying if you feel, I don't want people to get, you know, there's stories of people who they lose it all or that, that, that lady who sold her freaking house to buy into, what was that, Squid Game or whatever. I don't, and you know, people committing suicide over this crap. Don't do that. Don't feel like you have to take action. That's why I don't want people to put more money than they can afford to lose because it should be throwaway money. You got to be emotionally set and comfortable with what's happening right now. This is the test. This is where you'll know whether cryptocurrencies for you or not. If you can't handle something like this, which is not even the worst, but it's pretty damn bad. If you can't handle something like this, cryptocurrency is not for you. That's not telling you to get out. I'm telling you to take care of yourself. First and foremost, take care of your family. First and foremost, take care of your bills. First and foremost, this crap is not worth the stress. So if it's money you can throw away and essentially gamble, and you're okay losing it, and that's not guaranteeing you will lose it. I'm saying you got to be okay losing it. You got to be okay that this could be lost. This could go away. This might be nothing later. You got to be cool with that. If you're not, cryptocurrency is not for you, in my personal opinion. Because I think, and this is my opinion as well, I think that right now we're going to go down a little bit more before we go back up. I do think we'll go back up. Nobody knows when. Nobody can tell you when. But I think we got a ways down to go. Bitcoin in particular had a bottom in just the last 24 hours of 25,000 bucks. That's, you know, that's significant considering we were just at 30 not too long ago. So you've got to be cool and okay and calm and collected when these things happen and realize it's all long play. If you're not cool with the long play, leaving it in there and just seeing what happens, 
or doing regular trades to take profit as profit opportunities come and go, I would argue, my opinion, cryptocurrency may not be for you. Let's talk about SHIB and then I'll go ahead and I will wrap up here today. So SHIB launched Shibarium, just like they said they were going to do. And I talked to people on CoinMarketCap and I assured them, you know, people were not happy with Shitoshi. And if I didn't tell the story here, but on the last episode, I talked about this whole smelly book business. He was apparently going to sell a book for 2000 bucks or whatever. He's going to spray some cologne on this. There's more context to this. Apparently, and I didn't see this, but apparently the plan was to use profits from the book, possibly the cologne, I don't know, but certainly from the book as kind of a crowdfunding, you know, to build some money, which, which would help Burns for SHIB, which would help the project. Let's say, let's take that on face that that's what it was. I'm cool with this, fine. The problem wasn't his plan, their plan. The problem was you're pitching it as if it's all about you. You're pitching it as if you are the God complex up there. You're pitching it as if it all starts and ends with you. Yes, you get this message about what we are doing as a community. But when you have a book thing up there and it has your name on it, instead of Shiv community or something else that is more inclusive of everybody in the community, you come across as arrogant, narcissistic, sociopathic. I even saw some people talking about toxic masculinity. Women would not want to smell your cologne, which is a valid statement. True. It's, it's the perception. It's not the plan. It's the perception. And there was somebody on CoinMarketCap that even said, you know, these, we've been in crypto for 10 years, 10 plus years. And all we get are these nerds. And I did that. I did an episode about these crypto bros and they dress like bums and they're all nerdy and they don't know how to do marketing. They don't know how to do it. SHIB, some people are saying SHIB is starting to sound like cult Dow. Can you think of another more insulting comparison than to be compared to cult Dow? But listen, folks, that's exactly what that came across as. It came across like something cult Dow would do. It came across like something Richard Hart would do. It came across completely separate from what you would have thought from the SHIB ecosystem or anybody in it. That's why it turned people off. And so that did cause some dumps. Some people are in denial. I guarantee you there were whales that dumped the hell out of SHIB when this happened. Dumped the hell out of bone when this happened. Leash didn't have significant dumps, but SHIB had some dumps. Bone had some dumps when this happened. Well, then I said on, on the episode the other day at CryptoTalkRadio.net that because he did this crap that turned people off, now the scrutiny's on him. Now the lens is on him. And if this thing launches and it has any kinds of problems, people are going to come after him. It's, it's not that crap you know, doesn't go wrong. Murphy's Law. Things go wrong. That's fine. The point is it's worse because of the perception that you gave people with your initial presentation about a book in Cologne because that's tone deaf because you don't get it. You come across arrogant when you do that. Even if your intentions were good, you come across like an arrogant jackass. And as a result, everybody is now pointing the finger at you as being a failure to the point people are fabricating screenshots of him admitting failure that he didn't actually do, but they're doing it because they're trying to spread the word to everybody that this is a scam. That I don't think would have happened or have been anywhere near as bad as it got 
if he hadn't have done what he did before. And I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I'm going to talk about this whole Shibarium launch. So it launched, okay? Some people said it didn't exist. That was false. Some people said it wasn't going to work. It worked. I was in it. I saw the Explorer. I saw some transactions, but it wasn't, quote, live. But I did see some interim transactions. Seemed like they were doing some tiptoe testing. Fine. Later, and this happened all during the early hours, so I didn't see this, but apparently things start locking up on the blockchain where transactions are being blocked, some transactions for over five hours. So then Shatoshi puts up a blog on their site and he says, no, let's kill the FUD right now. Shibarium's running. What happened is they went with a service and they paid for the enterprise tier of the service that gave them a certain level of transaction and they surpassed it by a factor of 3x, which I'm, I can't say yay or nay. I don't know. I do know if that's true, this is my tech hat coming on. If it's true that they purchased a solution and they purchased the highest tier offered and that was blown out by 3x, that's a failure to anticipate demand. I'll tell you why on simple math. If we accept right now, SHIB has, if I recall, it's well over a million holders, if I recall this. So millions of holders, millions of holders, okay? SHIB does a lot of different transactions. SHIB, when you promote this and you launch it and make it live, you tell people that Bone's going to be the gas token for this business. You tell people that this is going to be faster than everything. You gave all these stats that you paid for about PuppyNet, which was the test net, and you said we're handled, we able to do the transactions, everything looking good, it's all great, do 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 do. Only to have it launch and then be brought to its knees fresh out of the gate. I'm not criticizing that it was brought to its knees. I'm criticizing how it's possible that they could have underestimated demand. I'm criticizing how it's possible that they would not have gone significantly higher. Like that's a sizing issue. If you knew right now that you got three cars, you own three cars. Okay, if you got a two-car garage, obviously one of them's not going to fit. What's your choice? Park it outside, right, or sell one. Pretty easy, right? But why would you buy a two-car garage knowing that you got five cars? Because why does that make any damn sense? Now, you could park them on the street, but guess what? Some cities won't let you do that. Some HOAs won't let you do that. So you got to think about what is the impact of this decision that I just fucking made. And if you don't think it through, you're harming yourself. You're harming everybody. Sentiments harmed. The perception is that you're a scammer. I know the. I know this is not a scam. I know it's legit. I saw it. I saw it for myself. But you're coming across like a scammer. You're coming across like a jackass, and you're coming across like you don't know what the f you're doing. And that's dangerous. The reason it's also even more dangerous is what happened a few months ago, when it was detected that the chain ID when they had the initial phase that they rolled out, the chain ID was a duplicate and that's a big risk and they had all those issues. They had issues before, like this has been ongoing for months, actually years from the announcement all the way to now and they still couldn't get it to where at least it was stably running day one. If we look at Pulse Chain, Pulse Chain was at least running day one. It had price issues because of the promises made. The prices crapped because it was not gonna sustain. There was no money. But it runs, it, it runs now. It ran, and it, from what I can recall, Pulse Chain launched and didn't have any sort of run issues. It didn't have any sort of performance issues. It didn't have any sort of crash issues that I can recall anyway. How is that possible that 
Richard Hart can pull off a pulse chain when ultimately, yes, the price crapped because of what it was, but with SHIB, they can't. People will swear, well, it's because of the volume. We had too much volume. Is it really that, or is it simply the SHIB team did not anticipate demand, which is a failure of the team? If they did not anticipate demand, that is a failure of the team. So then, because of this fiasco that happened, and I'm reading this secondhand. I didn't see this because I, I wasn't going to jump on this crap day one. I, no, I'm not going to beta test anything. <laughs> so apparently when this happens, there people were trying to bridge, right? So you're taking your bone or your shib or whatnot that's on the Ethereum chain, and this is a layer two, so you should be able to easily bridge it because it's all Ethereum anyway. So they're trying to bridge across the bridge that they provided to bridge their tokens into Shibarium. This is where the to the uh, transactions got hung up. Apparently, there's roughly $2.5 million worth of these assets trapped on chain. Shatoshi says, no, that's not true. But multiple people swear that, yes, it is true. There were people actually that said, you know, I'm a blockchain developer. They're not trapped. I can help you get it out. Of course, nobody's asking them for help. But the theory is that there's money actually trapped there. As I record this, as I record this right now, there's, you know, I'm looking on an Etherscan. So this would be the one side, the left side. And it seems to indicate that there's definitely some stuff stuck. You can see where there's a bunch of execution reverted transaction activities, where it does seem to indicate that there's definitely a problem. When you try to go to the site, then, you can go to the main SHIB.io site, but you can't go to any of the other blockchain-specific sites. You can't go to the RPC site, which is working fine. That's where you would get the information for MetaMask or whatever you use. You can't go to the Blockchain Explorer, which was working perfectly fine when I looked at it. You can't even go to the abstracted Blockchain Explorer, which is a third-party service. So it's got major issues right now. If you were thinking of doing any sort of bridging, I implore you to reconsider that stance. It's your money and your crypto. I'm going to encourage you to just hold off, let them sort out whatever the F is going on with their business before you do anything with it. It's fine on the Ethereum chain. The value is going to be what it is. Unfortunately, the value is harmed because of this situation. But I'm just, I'm trying to do a public service. I strongly recommend that you do not Put your try to bridge it. Don't do anything at all. Wait for the all clear. I don't know if you'll get an all clear because he said there's nothing wrong, but there's clearly something wrong because you can't access the sites. So we know something's wrong. And so if I reach anybody on this, I'm encouraging not to do anything right now. As for the larger market, I will maintain. I think everything will recover. When things recover, I still think we're going to have a strong run. But again, cryptocurrency is one of those that's vol volatility is like par for the course. If you cannot deal with it, if it's just too much stress for you, please don't stay in it. Don't feel like you have to. Don't fall for the FOMO. If it's not for you because you emotionally cannot keep it settled, don't stay in it because I don't want people taking drastic actions because I can see how some people might be tempted to do something that I would, I would hope that they don't. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency 
to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.